Initiating startup sequence. You are now plugged in. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode 225, 225 of the Plug and Play Podcast. I'm your Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. First half, Tasty Treats brought to us by Tim from the Monkless... Oh, no, that's the name of the beer. No, that's um, the name of the brewery. Oh. Monkless Belgian Nails. Okay, Monkless so Belgian Nails. Belgian Nails are often brewed by monks. The whole thing of this brewery is they don't have monks. They're monkless. But but I thought monks used to make like a... Uh, monks do make. But you don't have to have monks to make beer. I mean, but that, it's holy beer at that point. Is it? Yes. So can you use it to kill vampires? Is it holy water? Probably. Well, not this kind because it's not made by monks. Mm. Well, it's monkless, if you would say. Um, the Peppercorn Imperial Wit. It is 8.2 ABV and 30 IBUs. So it is a wit beer, which is um, something we haven't tried before. It's a type of wheat um, and barley ale. Um, so I'm going to read what they said to say about it. Um, Peppercorn Imperial Wit is the big brother of the Sheprelkagen Wit. We doubled the IBUs to balance the alcohol and use a myriad of spices, headlined by a four peppercorn blend accented with fresh orange peel and coriander. Result is a big yet light-bodied wit with a citrus and pear aromas and finishes clean and peppery. So I think this so, would actually go really cheers. good with Thai food um, because of the taste profile. Are you going to surprise me with Thai food on second half? That would be cool. That would be um, epic. I, I like the flavor of this beer. It's I do. Lot. I like it. It's a we lot put- like MGD. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's the same color, but it's it got is. so much That's more flavor. That's the only thing that I know. It's got so a delicious much more flavor, flavor to it. than MGD. It's got a delicious flavor to it. It's like a refreshing almost. It's very refreshing. Like you could drink this while you're outside, working in your yard, playing Yard Operator 2K19. But it's surprisingly strong. Like, does it taste like it's 8.2? No. But it is. Yeah. So there. That's what's that's what's up with that. That's what's up with that? Mm-hmm. What else have you been... I'm at to. my wits end to to what I can actually share with you about my week because a lot's going on, but it's just not appropriate to Behind share. Behind the scenes stuff, I got you. Um, so in the realm of video games, I've had kind of a conundrum. I wrote down crisis on the outline. That's not really accurate. It's more of a conundrum. So I have I've written this review and it's ninety percent done. You're talking about yik, yik. That's what people are calling it on the online, actually. So I was about ready wow, to hit guess. hit post, and um, then you had a change of heart. So when I when I'm writing a review, I don't read other reviews. I don't go on Twitter and look and see what people are saying. I was not looking for this, um, but I follow several game developers on Twitter, and this game developer has nothing to do with the project. But he was talking about because apparently on Twitter, uh, Y2K is being discussed right now as a horrible, awful game. Um, he was responding to one of the comments, like in like racist ways or something, or like what, um, what's the, the going writing, on? The writing, the writing dialogue is bad. It's cringe-inducing. Um, the main character is this um kind of hipster, like it goes on and on. No, this is something I noticed and I wrote in my review that the writing of the main character, he, you don't like him. He's like this guy who comes back. So you from, play an asshole. You play an asshole, and that was so. something I had written before seeing anything else, but. He was addressing one particular criticism that I didn't make it the connection to, um, but now that it's brought to my attention, I do vaguely remember what he's talking about. And what that is is in this game, 
the main like story element is this asshole goes into this abandoned building because he's following a cat or some shit. And he meets this weird girl um, and talks to her briefly. And they're about ready to leave and they're in an elevator. And then these like beings of light like suck this girl out of the elevator and she's like screaming and it's a really fucked up scene and it's terrifying huh and she's gone like in another dimension or something weird it is weird um and then he obsesses about her like he falls instantly like in love with her or something he's like he, he doesn't exactly say that but he's obsessed about her so anyway the thing that makes this weird is there is a real life story about a girl who disappeared in an elevator um who also is uh, Chinese. She the one that was found in the... Uh... Yeah, in the water tank. Yeah. So I, I I'm very, you're... very familiar with this story. So you probably are, but I'm going to read it now for our listeners that aren't. There's actually a movie made out of this also. So when the 21-year-old college student, Elisa Lam, was found dead in the water tank of the Cecil Hotel in 2013, the mysterious circumstances surrounding her case captured national attention. Her body was found after guests at the hotel complained about low water pressure and a strange taste which led the employees to investigate their water tanks. That's where they found Lamb's body floating naked, her clothes watching a room key in the water beside her. Her cell phone was never found. The coroner listed her death as drowning. Um, she traveled to Los Angeles from Vancouver alone, and she disappeared soon after she arrived. When police uh, released video of her last known whereabouts, security camera footage from inside the hotel elevator, it was this video that sparked interest from hotel, uh, amateur internet sleuths because of her seemingly strange behavior. Lamb pushes the buttons for several floors at once, then appears to hesitantly poke her head into the hallway and look quickly back and forth before backing into the elevator and ducking into the corner. The elevator door is not closed. She pokes her head out again and leaves the elevator altogether. She stands to the side and gesticulates strangely with her hands as if talking to someone, though no one else can be seen on the video. Finally, Lamb leaves the scene entirely and the elevator's doors close. So, um, that's kind of, there's, there's kind of like a famous a picture of her in the elevator, like talking to someone that's not there or whatever. Yeah. And... You can see a side-by-side of that picture and the character in the game. What the asshole character is in the elevator also, but he's out of frame. And those pictures look pretty similar. So, like, he's the one who killed her? No, but... (sighs) Okay. So, the developer of this game follows that dead girl's Twitter account. Gotcha. Is it still active? No. Okay. So... I was just going to say tweeting beyond the grave like or something. Or? It just seems he like. He has an obsession with her. Oh, also the asshole main character looks a lot like the main developer. So he has a he has an obsession. Someone could infer that. About this girl who died in the water tank and he made a game about it. Someone could say that, yes. You're not saying that. I'm saying that. This is Zach. So that's the thing. I'm not like, the I had an experience with the game. I actually enjoyed parts of the game. It was definitely uneven. There was wish parts I wishes were sped up. I didn't enjoy the writing of the main character. There's other cringe inducing moments like uh, saying stuff about Asians and yeah. uh, people with mental challenges. But do I insert what I've learned later into the review? Uh, mm. Because maybe someone who's looking at playing the game would want to know this fact. So what I would coming from like the journalist side aspect of it, I would recommend doing an addendum down the very bottom of it before you ever even publish it mm-hmm. with like a, like a referendum, like, Hey, after learning about more things that came to light, like this is my, or like a sidebar. Bubble. Yeah, yeah. Like a sidebar. Bubble. Like this is like, this is how I feel about this game. Now my initial impressions. It definitely colors my feeling about the game now. And like, at, I think part of my responsibility as a reviewer is to put 
you know, most facts that I know about the game out there to help someone decide whether they want to purchase and spend their time on the I game. agree with that. Um, so it would not, it didn't color my initial impression, but it now colors. It colors you now. How I feel yeah. about the game. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would do a sidebar on it. Okay. Well, that's the dilemma I've been dealing with. And that's why my reviews now about a week late. Gotcha. <laughs> I do. Like, I don't know what to do with this. I want to show you, uh, cause the funny thing about the, uh, the Cecil hotel in this is there's another, uh, there's another case of a girl who got stuck in. Um, oh, it's creepy. And like the characters in the game, like the the quest characters all meet up basically on this like um, a cult, not a cult, but like a paranormal um, investigation. No, like a website, like, oh, okay. a, like a like a message board, like an old school okay, message yeah. board, which totally makes sense. Um, so, so the really and weird maybe thing, some people would think that's cool. And but I think almost that it's this almost untaste. It's like tasteless. I think some people would feel that and they would want to know going in before they got into the game. Um, some people wouldn't bother at all, but I think, I don't know. I just feel like I have a responsibility to let people make that choice and let them know about it. So the Lisa Lamb thing, just because I listen to a lot of yes, murder podcasts and stuff. I know this is right up here. So this is like the the weird inference that I made mm-hmm. to Lisa, Lisa Lamb case, which obviously is a true case, um, that back in 2005, this movie got released and has extremely eerily... Uh, Coinciding facts, and this was released in 2005, so before she died. So it's showing a cityscape. It's a Mom and woman daughter. and a daughter laughing. Just perfect. The kitchen. So much unpacking to do. You're gonna love it up here. We're two blocks from the school, which is one of the best in the city. And wait, sweetie, don't run, don't run. Girl, what's out of the elevator? Get stuck in here, huh? Look, mommy, I'm gonna reach the ceiling. There's a dark spot on the ceiling. It looks like mold, but it's dripping. Oh, is this dark water? Yeah, have you seen this? No, I mean, I see some of the simulators, but. Have you ever seen dark water? There's a leak the in American my bedroom ceiling. Mm, I can hear that there's one. someone running water upstairs. Did you say upstairs? There hasn't been anyone up there for years. It's probably enough to get an idea of it. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's definitely a creepy case, and I can see why people would sort of obsess about it, but um, I don't know. In this game, the main character is trying to rescue her, and so I know that just adds a weird component for me. Yeah, it's strange. I don't know. So that's something I've been wrestling with. I like your idea of a sidebar or an addendum, so I'll probably go with something like that. If I can figure out how to format um, a little text blurb in the middle somewhere. So yeah, um, a lot of other stuff going on in my life, but can't really share it. What have you been doing? Um, so we've been powering through Grimm. We're on season two now. Sweet. So, so who knows he's a Grimm now? So what's his partner's name again? I can't remember. Yeah. So his partner knows that he's a Grimm. Sweet. Um, and does the uh, uniform cop that keeps showing up at all the same accidents know yet? So no. He's got short hair. Yeah, the little Asian guy. Or yes. Oriental guy. I'm not sure how. Oriental, he... really. I don't know. You can't say Oriental. That's uh, rugs are Oriental. People are Asian. Oh well, what if they're Japanese? They're Asian. He might be Japanese. Doesn't matter. I'm not sure. But that officer doesn't know yet. No. Okay. Um, but he's been a part of a lot of weird shit that's happened. Speaking of cringe-inducing dialogue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's Zach. Um, and his girlfriend does not know, but now she's like in love with his boss. 
Oh, there's so, so the, much. They're gonna fuck. Yeah. 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 Her and his boss are gonna fuck. Yeah. Pretty positive. Yeah. Um. So then, on Thursday night, after we got in record, or we record on Wednesday. Thursday night, met up with Tony down at North Oak at Gold. Got a couple drinks. Um, hung out with him for a little bit. And then on Friday, had a guy's night. Um, and we're in a fucking measles outbreak. We're like the fucking, like, H1Z1, like... Chelsea Clinton is tweeting about us. Yeah. The I Hillary's mean, daughter. We're, we're gonna fucking die. There's This might be the last episode of the Plug and Play podcast. Yeah, if you're an anti-vexer, fuck you. Quit listening to our show. Exactly. You're, you're a damn idiot, and I don't want you listening to our show. Yeah, you're cringeworthy. More yeah. than me. Yes. Yeah. So, fuck that. And, um... So, I, think, I haven't got an answer. Like, if you've had measles or if you've been inoculated, are you good? If you've got the shots, no. You're not guaranteed. If you've got measles, yes. So, so like, is there an age cap on it? Because I don't really hear about adults getting it. Well, it's because most of us have had our shots by now. And it's a very small percentage who have the shots that are still not immune. But the fucked up thing is, even though you've had your shots, you could be a carrier for it and just not get it. That sucks. Yeah. So, um, and I've been binging a whole shitload of new podcasts for Podcast Junkie. So, I burned through uh, 40 hours, probably maybe 50 hours of one called King's Fall AM. Yeah, you were loving that. You were just tweeting me. Jack in the box, Jesus, it is good. (laughs) You just send me random one-liners from it out of context, like, all day. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that really... fucking good. Um, I think I even have some audio. It was, like, off of, like, one of the, like... I'm sure you do. Like, oh, how, yeah. like don't play too much, though. But, I mean, where... How far back was that? Was it that before I went shooting guns? Uh, that was vague status update. You know, oh, I did do... I went to the gun range. Here we go. Here we go. I think... Did you go by yourself? You didn't really talk about too much about that. I think that's you to me. Yeah, let's not do that one. I don't fucking... I can't find anything. No, don't worry about it. All right, whatever. Go listen to Zach's other podcast, Podcast Junkie, and he'll talk about it eventually. I yep, know for a fact you're going to... I think it's that. actually going to go out next Monday. Okay. I like, rewrote the whole article today. Um, And then another one called uh, um, Directive, mm-hmm. which is... It's really good. So there was a thing through uh, a podcast company called PRX in Google um, that they were looking for new podcast ideas and like um, new podcast personalities. And they were basically they're going to take like 10 podcasts that were pitched to them and they're going to give each one of them 40,000 US dollars to uh, to kick this off and to get it going. Hey guys, why don't you kick it? Yeah, kick it. And this gentleman who started the directive basically did the first six episodes for the Google PRX to give like an example of like what his idea was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he made it to like the top five percent, but did not get chosen. So he just released those five episodes, and it, it's a really cool story. Um, the, the issue with it is he does a lot of left and right channel audio mm-hmm. in it, which makes for one earbud very unfortunate. Mm. Um, so listening to it was very difficult for me to do. 
Um, but it was a very good, interesting story. So if you guys get a chance, go give them some love. Well, wait, is it incomplete where it like stops after five episodes? You're like, so okay, like what happens? on the fifth episode, he just kind of wrapped everything up and it was oh, just okay. like, uh, like it could have literally gone for like, it could have been another King Falls, like another like 90 episodes. Hmm. Um, but he just, there's no funding and apparently he just doesn't have the passion to do it without the funding. Um, so, uh, he said he's going to try to get some funding in another way to do it. I don't really know. Um, there's another one called, uh, which I just started right now. Actually today it's called, let me type in girl in space. And so this is a really interesting one. This actually just starting to open up to me and it's still a continuing one. Um, but basically it's an audio journal from a girl in space. So, uh, take that with what you will and go check that out as well. Uh, another review for on podcast junkie will be coming soon for that one. So, um, that's what I've been up to this week. You want to talk some news? Yeah. I just got one story. I think we can have some conversation about it. Okay. Are you here to tell me about my new favorite item in the world? Yep. Okay. So a lot of people like... The womanizer. What? That's a sex toy. Okay. I learned about it on Sex with Emily. Another podcast. You listen to too many podcasts. About um, 200 of them. So there's been a new console teased uh, to come to the market. And it's supposed to compete... This is not a console. No, it's going to be the best console, Zach. Okay. Um, they, re- they released a trailer um, showing... <laughs> Concept images of the Madbox, the most powerful console They're fucking mad. ever made. At the start of the year, UK-based game studio Slightly Mad Studios said it would be challenging the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 successors with the most powerful console ever made. No. Now the company has released concept images of the machine's controller, which look pretty interesting. This is brought to us by TechSpot, by the way. Slightly Mad CEO Ian Bell posted images of Madbox on Twitter. They're only concepts, which means... The final product may change drastically, but they give you an idea of the company. So basically, this is what we're shooting for. We made a cool plastic. We can't plastic. fucking do it. There's, they got lights on that. They got LED yeah, lights. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, very, very RGB friendly to appeal to my uh, puny mind. So the I like the controller design. Like I, it's got I'll, like a little screen or something on it. Yep. Yeah. Controller uses Xbox style setup with the thumbsticks in upper left and lower right sections and D pad between them. But what really differentiates itself from Microsoft design is the touch screen in the center. Judging from the images, the idea is where it's, it's dis- a switch controller. Gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. Or it's a switch. Gotcha. Well, okay, but you can change the graphics on it. Like you could put like uh, driving controls, or you could change it to a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a good idea. Um, but again, these are concept. Like I don't know. That looks cool. I, no, I it looks awesome. I want somebody to do this. Not um, gonna argue. It the looks console really itself cool. is equally stylish, boasting plenty of curves and light. It looks which, like your fucking Alienware Alpha. It does. Um, <laughs> this is my favorite part, though. This is when you get into total bullshit. Bell says the Madbox will have specs equivalent to a very fast PC two years from now. <laughs> so he's like, "This is what the PC marketplace is gonna be in two years," and even though nobody than, knows what that's gonna be. It's gonna be better than that. Yeah, yeah. And it's gonna come with next gen VR capabilities. He added that unlike current consoles. On this is my okay. I said that was my favorite. This is my favorite. Online features might be free, and they could see players earn credits that could be turned into real money through ads. Here's <laughs> so you know sounds interesting, right? 
the Madbox isn't scheduled to launch for another three plus years. <laughs> so this is total vaporware. So but I'm seeing it hyped on mobile. I'm getting emails about it. I'm seeing it on Twitter. Oh yeah, I, people so, are talking about the Madbox. There's nothing to talk about. They've got they've got an artist rendering, and they're saying that it's going to be better than a computer in two years. But so, it's coming out in four years. So three years, three years. Let's be fair. Three plus years. Three well, three plus years is four years. No, it's like seven. No, I'll tell you when it is. It's never. I think that somebody gets their hands on one. Okay, one. I will, I'll buy one. No, no, no. Yes, I will. Tim, please don't waste your life savings on this piece of shit. I'm not going to. I'm not going to spend more than I would on a console, but I'll buy one somehow. It's going to be like $900 when it comes out. <sighs> you think? Or more. But online will be free, maybe. Maybe. Maybe free. Only if you watch only, an ad. Only Fortnite will be. Yeah, it'll be like a two-hour ad. Yeah, if you watch an ad for 15 minutes, we'll give you three hours maybe of game time. Maybe video. You get to watch it for, yeah. Marines. Come on. Yeah, now. Madbox is not coming out. This is no. me on. This is a mad idea. January, whatever it is, twenty third, two thousand nineteen, saying the Madbox will never come out. That's all the news I really. Hold care on, to. nope. You, you just made no. You just made a commitment here, so we're we're gonna do something here real quick. We're gonna do. So we're on January twenty third right now, right? Yep, two thousand nineteen. Yep. All right, hold on. I'm gonna go into search. What are you January doing? January. Are you putting a calendar? Twenty third. What's four years from now? 2023. 2023. We're even alive then, thanks to our fucking No government. event. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. The fuck? Why is this not working? I don't know. Get a better phone. I have the same phone as you. Get a better one. All right, here we're going to search by month. All right, so. Okay, I know people love listening to you at an event in your calendar. You're swiping for every episode of 2023. Just kick, just kick us over to the next area. Okay, no, I'm, I'm going to make up some bullshit now because you're being boring. All right. I did see one other thing that was kind of interesting. Okay. In Stokomish County, uh, Washington, Amazon is rolling out a new delivery service. they got these cute little robots that look kind of like, like if you imagine like a cooler with wheels, like a little squat box with like six wheels. Okay. And it like rolls up to your front door and <laughs> delivers your package. What the fuck? I don't know. They're calling them drones, which is dumb because they're only, in my mind, drones fly. And I get drones doesn't mean that exactly, but it's just called little robot buddies or something. But I think it'd be cool to have like a little package delivery thing. Of course, you got steps, which would be a problem. Although I have seen like this other robot, not this one. Um, it's got like wheels that extend out into legs. It can actually walk upstairs. It's creepy as fuck. Robots are going to be so creepy when we're old men. They are, all right. We'll probably be like I have a reminder a robot set nurse. out to email you and I both. Did the Mad Box ever fucking come out? Episode 225. We'll be like, what the fuck is the Mad Box? <laughs> That's great. I'm so happy. Well, speaking of weird technology like robots and you wanna, Google Calendar that you probably won't exist, we'll all be smoking Rex by 2023. Probably. Yes, let's talk some tech. So, Zach, what if your, your home, your domicile, your castle, your place is dwelling your safe zone yes was invaded by glowing eyed killer robots at two in the morning what would you do i would scream out alexa intruder alert and uh thanks to my awesome alexa intruder alert routine my my uh, alexa would instantly throughout all the whole entire house would start playing the imperial imperial march on amazon music Mm -hmm. the lights at my bar would turn red and turn on 100%. The 
the living room light would turn 50%. Alexa would yell out, Resistance is futile! <laughs> the living room lights would turn off. The bar lights would dim to 5%. Alexa would yell out again, Prepare to die! The bread, the bar lights would then go bright red again, 100%, and then would start to flash. Nice. Several people sent me this, like my brother sent me this and someone else and you. So is this like a new feature or something? Or is uh, this well, I mean, you've always been able to sort of program Alexa to do like routines. Like at seven o'clock, you know, turn off the lights or I don't know, start my automatic fish food dispenser or something. And this was like a like a subroutine that someone came up with as I presume a joke. But you actually made it work for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. Because you had the lights in your living room that would and it. There's an adorable video you made of your your son's My like... My son's like literally yelling around. He's, he's singing along to the Imperial Death March, which yeah. is awesome. So yeah. I thought that was a fun use of technology. It is. You'd still be screwed over by that robot with red eyes, but... I mean, not if... At I'm, least it'd be more epic. I guess that's true. Yeah. So with that cheery thought, let's take a break. All right. Take some more beer. Come back with even more beer. All right. Talk about some awesome Kickstarters or some not-so-awesome Kickstarters. Maybe some games. Who knows? We'll see. Kickstarter... Tech and beer. Kickstarter, tech and beer. There's one gaming podcast you should hear. The plug and play podcast. And we are back. Tasty treats in hand. Are they? I mean, on my hand, on my leg. It's the same as before. It's the uh, wit beer. Uh, hey, Tim. What? Tim. What? Tim. What? Tim. What? April 5th. I don't know if we can do it, man. We'll Tim, see. Tim, April 5th. These guys are coming to Seattle April 5th. I really like to go. It's I mean, spring break for me. Tim, for Tim, my kids, Tim, Tim. But... Just, just think about it. Just, just, just for one second. Just indulge me for a second. Okay. I mean, come on, Tim. I love this song. Tim, April 5th. I guarantee they play this. Okay, what if they didn't? What could actually happen? They didn't play Lolly I Bomb. will message them and ask them. Like, will you guys guarantee Lolly Bomb if we come to Seattle? I would be sad if they didn't play Lolly Bomb. Alright, but Tim, Tim, and then after that, I mean, come on. I mean. I had this gun when I was a baby. money and we'd only have to give him thirty dollars exactly one thirty dollars him hell if you go i'll even pay for your fucking ticket <laughs> well since i'd be booking the hostel and the plane the train ticket no yeah yeah, yeah. um i'll see what's right. interesting is um my daughter and my wife want to go-, go all right cool we're in no are going to san francisco then <sighs> so there's one child left at home <laughs> Not bringing my son to this, man. No, no, please don't. <laughs> you got so much trouble just for men thinking that, okay, a two-year-old should be nowhere near that concert. Okay, but my son loves our music. He likes that one song. I mean, he dances that all their music. <laughs> Kid's going to be needing so much therapy. Yep, exactly. All right, let's move, Anyways, let's move away from incriminating statements that can be used by talk? CPS in the kick future, it? and let's kick it. Wow, I'm so I actually got a, a reward 
Um, what? Yeah, it, it was actually delivered. I never super, get rewards. Super fast. Um, I got audiobooks. I got multiple um, text files. A bunch of stuff to read. Some cool art. Like a whole lot of stuff. What the that, fuck was this for? The Frozen Hell. Um, it was that uh, the original novel that became shortened into I can't remember what it was called, but what became the movie The Thing eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I got a bunch of ebooks, like including that ebook. All the work's done though in those. Yeah, I've got it delivered. It's, yeah. it's in my inbox. I can I can read it on my Kindle now. Nice. I can listen to the audiobook. iPad iPad. I can um, look at the cool art. Like they delivered a lot of stuff for a pretty low price. So props to the guys at Frozen Health. Are you still using your Kindle? Yeah, that's how I read. I thought you read on your iPad. No, I read comics. Comics are in color. Oh, your Kindle right is paperback or if I'm black reading and white. just words, I, yeah. I read with my Kindle. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, there's actually I do. There's a black and white uh, manga I read on my Kindle. Hmm. It's just weird alien invasions. It's bizarre. Huh, it's cool. cool. It's called Parasite. Sweet. It's uh, messed up. Hmm. It's just fine in black and white though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, props to Frozen Hell for delivering on the promise and super fast with a ton of content for a low price. Very happy with that Kickstarter. Sweet. Um, well, I've got three of them today, so I'm going to go next. Whoa. Uh, streets and sidewalks. Can you can you guess what this is about? I'm guessing pavement. Okay, cool. Well, here we go. They're, they're kickstarting pavement. Hey, everyone. Thanks for taking a minute to watch this video. I'm Mike Bell. I'm the director and producer of Streets and Sidewalks. First off, I would like to thank everybody that's been supporting this project by either engaging with us on Instagram, sitting down for interviews, or contributing photos and video. The response has far exceeded my expectations. Streets and Sidewalks is a documentary about skateboarding in the 1990s. It will explore a decade that has long been looked at as a pivotal time for skateboarding. An era of pure innovation, a time when the roots of modern day skateboarding were firmly planted. I'm not a fan of that editing style. Through the lens of Boston, I hope to tell a unique slice of that story. The story of countless individuals who put Boston, and more broadly, all of New England on the map. A behind-the-scenes look at some of the most memorable moments of the decade. In the 90s, I was living in Boston, pursuing my own dream of being a pro skater. I got a front-row seat to many of these moments. This has been a completely self-funded project. I've traveled to Paris, New Mexico, New York City, and all around New England to capture as many stories as possible. So far, I've interviewed dozens of people, collected endless hours of archival footage and hundreds of photographs, but there's still much to do. I have commitments for interviews with some of the biggest names in skateboarding. Joey Pepper. The biggest challenge so far has been tracking down all these people that I need to interview. So this is where you come in. I'm doing this Kickstarter to raise some funds to help with the travel expenses. The more funds I raise, the more people I can interview and the more accurate a picture I can paint of one of the most dynamic times in skateboarding's history. With your financial support, I can get Streets and Sidewalks completed in 2019. We have a lot of great rewards for your contributions. Check them out, and I hope that you decide to back this project. So what form... Okay, a film. Yeah, it's a a film. film. So it's going to be an indie film. Well, fuck it. Um, They're looking for Mm $2,500. Very, very small. We said it was just a travel budget, so that'd be about right. Eight days ago. Yeah, what are they at? 69 backers. Okay. I, re- I repeat, 69 backers. They're currently at $4,266. Nice. It's overfunded. So you can fly first class. Exactly. 
So ten dollars gets you a thank you in the credits. Mm-hmm. Fifteen gets you a single ticket to the Boston premiere. Twenty dollars gets you a side streets and sidewalks T-shirt. Um, twenty dollars gets you a DVD set. Um, thirty or more special edition 3D innovations T-shirt. Five hundred dollar level. Two of five left. Executive producer credit. Want to be an executive producer? Contribute $500. Become an executive producer of Streets and Sidewalks. You'll be listed solo in the opening and ending credit sequences and in all marketing and promo material where applicable. Additionally, you'll receive 10 VIP tickets. Applicable. Um, 10 VIP tickets to the Boston premiere and after party, 10 copies of the DVD, 10 official uh, Street and Sidewalks t-shirts. Cool. So, pretty cool. You want me to go next? You want to yeah, go? why don't you do one more since you've got right. three of them. So, um, Muddy Bites. Muddy Bites. Um, something go- chocolate. Yep, exactly. I'm going to go ahead and let them talk about it. Hi, I'm Tyler DeVos. And if That's you're like me mic. and thousands of others, no shit. your favorite part of a Sunday cone is the delicious piece of chocolate at the bottom. You just flip Unfortunately, the no one makes the part we cherish most, the tip. Until now. Introducing Muddy Bites. Bite-sized waffle cones filled with delicious milk chocolate. Now here's where we need your support. By pre-ordering on Kickstarter, you'll help fund our very first production run of Muddy Bites and add a go-to snack to your pantry. We want to thank you for your support in making our chocolatey dreams a reality. Yeah. I've tried. Tell Jimmy. So like a bag of the snack is just like a bottom of a waffle cone with chocolate in it. Yep, exactly. All right, well, it's a snack that hasn't been tried yet. 13 days ago. How much would a bag to back a bag? They're looking for $10,000. Well, shit, that's an expensive bag of treats. Yep, they got 14812 Okay, they're backed. 372 or yeah, 372 backers. Um, $27, you get five bags, 30 bites in each bag, so 150 No, we get five. Yeah, 150 right? What is it again? Five times thirty. Five, yeah, hundred fifty. So uh, you get hundred fifty of the muddy bites for twenty-seven dollars. Okay. So, okay, cool. Ten of them for fifty. Uh huh. And the big granddaddy of them all, nine hundred ninety-nine lifetime snacker. In this pledge, you will receive a lifetime subscription of muddy bites, as well as all other features. See details below. That seems like a fifty. Really- Bags of Muddy Bites. 30 bites in each bag. Lifetime subscription. Two bags per month for life. Priority shipping. Get your bites sooner than anyone else. Your name added to a dedicated page on your website. Swag bag. Official Muddy Bite taster tester. T-shirt and hat. Vote on future flavors. Get future flavors before general public. And name or company on our packaging. Wow. Could be the plug and play podcast, Money Bites. Oh shit! And we get Money Bites for life, dude. Two bags, we can each have one. We can each have a bag per month for life. Mm. Mm. Five hundred each, bud. I mean, if this is right around tax season, we could just sell some glowing keyboards and yeah, I got some of that shit. All right, well, we'll think about it. I've got a Kickstarter. I was initially excited about. Well, let's get to it. This is the Blind Prophet. Um. It is a point-and-click adventure. 
Am I going to play any audio on this thing? Yes. It is a dark and mature point-click adventure set in a corrupted city. Go ahead and play the audio. It's a video, actually. So I like this because it's got a very comic look to it. Hey, look, there's words. I came there is. for your salvation. The prophecies were always true. Beautiful visuals. But this time... The graphics look amazing. Something's a mess. Cult symbols. Creepy, like, dirty city. A lot of neon lights. A lot of good use of color in very limited amounts. And they're pointing closer to the environment. There's lots of different environments. It's like a bondage scene. Best of strung out people. There's like the naked girl Boobies. getting stabbed. Naked girl getting stabbed. I mean, this is like right up your wheelhouse. Yeah. Right? Investigate a dark mystery. Visually, it totally intrigued me, and um, this is coming out of Paris, France. They've got 18 days to go. They are looking for 11,336 or 3, Blood of the Apostle. Yes. Uh, so, basically, looking for 11,000 or 8,000 right now with 18 days to go. So, they're got a little more than halfway of the time to go, and they're over half funded. So, looking pretty good for them. Um, $3 gets you uh, the Believer level, which is just a thank you. Um Six dollars gets you uh, neon cherubim. When you're curious about the games, art and lore, but you're not sure you'd play it. You really want to help. You get your name in the final credits, a full quality, high quality OST, and three digital wallpapers. And um, the Prophet Summoner Early Bird with uh, sixty-one left to three hundred is eighteen dollars. Going up to the top tier, um, the Discreet God. You're in love with the game and you really want to support us. You'll be a very special, dedicated page in the credit with your name as a major donor for the Blind Prophet. Thanks a million. You'll also get personalized artwork for your choice of the art director and a couple of digital copies for friends or relatives in case you want to spread the game. So you get every reward under, up to that level, a digital copy of the game times five, and an illustration of your choice made by the art director. And that's $512, so that's not terrible. So like I said, I was intrigued by this project. It looked really good. It has a demo. So I downloaded the demo. Hmm. So did I. And I had you download it because I wanted to make sure it was not just an issue with my computer. So when you open it up, there are like text bars, um, and they have no text. None. None. They're and, blank. And I was able to open it once when there was sound, but you opened it, there was no sound, and I had the same issue one time when there was no sound. But most importantly, it's a point-and-click adventure where you're clicking on things, and there's going to be like a verbal description. If there's no text, like I can't even play the demo. Like it looks really good. We even get to the part where there's like the a scene and a background and a person. It looks I couldn't pretty- get there. There's nothing to click on. I just kind of clicked my way through uh, it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You just couldn't see like what the description was, but I, I got there. So if they're launching a demo that's broken to the point where there's not text, which is like the most basic part of a point-click adventure, like you can skip like some of the graphics and backgrounds. You got to have like the interactivity of. Anyway, I'm not impressed. Like, don't release your demo. Just release some stills and some video if you want to show me what the project's like. 
Um, that does not inspire confidence in me that you're going to produce a game that's going to be playable. Um, so yeah, I, I won't be backing this as an, even though I'm intrigued by the art style. If it comes out later and, you know, gets critical acclaim, I will pay full price for it. Okay. And curse myself for not going out on a limb. But I, from what I've seen with the demo that they chose to release, I, I can't get behind this one. Mm. So I yeah. agree with you. I, I would say look at it though. It's pretty. I would buy a comic maybe of this. Yeah. So that's the blind profit. What is your, I believe, last Kickstarter? Well, we're not going to do it. Okay. Why is so, that? Uh, can you tell us why we're not going to yeah, do it? Yeah, I can. Uh, it was called Western Legends Anti-Up. Uh-huh. So this is a board game. Sure. Um, and it's all set in the Wild West. The problem with this is, I believe it was a Kickstarter to start off with. Um, woo, there goes my fucking mic. Um, but the issue with this edition is it's the anti up expansion mm, and which is great. I mean, they're expanding the game out so you can play it more. Is there a level that includes the original game? Nope. That's weird. That's the reason why I'm not going to talk about it. So, um, that's weird that there would not be at least uh, one level. Exactly. Where, why would so you they do that? Tell, they actually explicitly tell you to contact your board game local store to purchase the original Western legends. So that's a bunch of bullshit. So if you have the original Western Legends, go to Kickstarter, type in Western Legends, look it up. I'm not going to spend any more time on it because I can't get it. So Fair enough. Let's talk about games we're actually playing. I played some Diablo 3. Not very much. Nothing new. And By yourself you. or with others? Uh, by myself. Okay. Cool. Yep. Over to you. I played a bit of Steep. Okay. How is it? I'm excited. I think you would like it a lot. Um, it It's it's got the same it's vibe. Like everything's unlocked for you already, or it's you... just like snow but more polished. You've got wingsuits. You can like jump off of a mountain and oh, fly shit. a wingsuit. And that's fucking cool. Like right out of the gate. Yeah, and you can fly all over the mountain. Yes, no. Uh, you get a snowmobile. I don't know about that. I haven't played too much of it. I played about half an hour. How'd but... you get it this again? PlayStation Plus. Fuck. <laughs> right. I think you should look at. I should. You should put it on your Steam wish list. Is what you should. Do. Oh, it's not. On Steam, it is it? on Steam, and it, it actually is on sale okay, right thought, this second. I thought maybe it wouldn't be because it was Ubisoft, and no. sometimes they don't put their games on Steam. I think you should check it out, or I think you should come over and play 20 minutes of it. I need to come play 20 minutes of it at least. I think it's, um, I mean, it's definitely like Snow. It's a little little more like Yo Bro, um, ESPN, Red Bull than, than Snow. There's actually, like, competitions or there's, something? There's an actual Red Bull event, yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. Like, single-player shit. But, like, the tricks were kind of easier for me than Snow. Okay. Not that I was not still fucking them up tremendously, but, um, like, the physics were better. Like, there's not as much, like, ragdoll hilarity as Snow. It's okay. definitely a more polished experience, um, for sure. It's $20 right now. Hmm. Yeah, I think you should come play it. I think that might be worth $20 for you, but I want you to play it before, okay. you, before you drop that cash. Um, so, I, I played that a bit and enjoyed it. Um, I also looked at my... Oh, shit. What? So, remember Lonely Mountains Downhill? Yeah. Yeah. It's on. Uh, it's up on Steam right this second for adding the wishlist. Okay. So uh, like, was that the one that was coming to Switch as well? Uh, or am I thinking of a different It might have been. It's the one that you really enjoyed, the bicycle racing yeah, downhill, yeah, yeah, like Polygon coming. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I believe that's coming to Switch as well. Okay. It could be. I'm not sure. That was fun. Um, yeah. So... I asked you during the break, um, 
If I was poor? No, if you've been getting um, the uh, Twitch Prime games come up for free every month. I haven't. So I've been kind of getting them and just like, you know, saving them in my library um, and occasionally downloading them. And there's one I want to play called the Red Strings Diaries, I believe, or something like that. Red String something. Um, That's a point-and-click adventure. It's like set in the future. It looks really messed up. Okay. Um, But I checked out this one game that I had had for a while called Poi. And I really enjoyed it. Like, um, it's kind of like a Super Mario um, 64. No, I think it's actually more like Sunshine in a way. Where you are just exploring different worlds. And you go through them multiple times. and And there's like different quests every time you play. So this little kid and you decide you become this like uh, journey adventurer or something and you just go on these like happy adventures and it's very it's very much like um, aimed toward children. It's very lighthearted. The graphics are kind of uh, simple. There's low polygon count, but it's really cool. Like you'd be flying on an airship one minute and like having this little wingsuit and flying around and then going on this crazy professor's rocket and flying in zero G and jumping on this planet, kind of like Super Mario Galaxy, where it's like the the planet is like you can see the horizon and you're going around in a circle. Um, and it's it was really fun. I was surprised how fun it was for huh. for a relatively simple game. It's called P- Poi. It's P O I, and it was one of the free Twitch games. Um, I spent a good hour and a half. I was just gonna check it out for like ten minutes. I looked up and like literally an hour and a half had gone by. Um, wow. Um. So yeah, that was Poi. I really liked that. So what what games are coming out this month? This week? This week. Um we have At the Gates coming out on PC. Slay the Spire PC. The Walking Vegetables Radical Edition Xbox One. Goat Simulator the Goatee Nintendo Switch. When ski lifts go wrong, Nintendo Switch. Unruly Heroes Nintendo Switch. Doodle God Evolution Nintendo Switch. Beakery? Beaker? PC? Smite Nintendo Switch. A Chung Tong? Chung Tong Tong Tactics? I just don't even dignify that with a response. Alright, Nintendo Switch. I think it's actually Akshu Tong Chutulul? <laughs> something like that, Tactics? But uh, Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2 PC. Legends Legacy Tale of the Fate Bound Nintendo Switch Jack Quest Tale of the Sword Xbox One PC Nintendo Switch Are you trying Switch. to say Octune Cthulhu Tactics? Yep, sure, that's the one Okay Um. So, uh, Pikaniku Yep That's actually a brand new game It's free on Twitch Prime this month Oh And it's on Nintendo Switch and PC mm-hmm. Hashtag Zombies. Not buying a game that starts with a hashtag. Um, Nintendo Switch. My memory of us, Nintendo Switch. It's a forgettable game. It is Cursed Castilla, which is like Cursed Castlevania, but it's not. Nintendo Switch. Bad Dream Coma. That'd Nintendo be suck Switch. to be like if you're in a coma and you were stuck in a bad dream and you couldn't get out of it. That'd be really shitty. That would be bad. Hey Tim. Hmm. Resident Evil 2. Yes, I want it. The Xbox One. I forgot to mention. I PS4, played, PC. I, or was it last week? I already talked about playing the demo. I might have talked about it last week. Last week? Yeah, okay. It's a good demo. You should Resident Evil 2 Deluxe. Xbox One, PC. Actually, no. Resident, 2, Resident Evil 2 Deluxe is only on Xbox One and PS4. Kingdom Hearts 3, PS4, Xbox One. Kingdom Hearts 3 Deluxe Edition, PS4, Xbox One. 
sold soldiers and swords. Wait, I read the backwards. Swords and soldiers. Nintendo Switch. Flow lines verse. Nintendo Switch. Rico Nintendo Switch Genesis Alpha One PC PS4 Xbox One The Council Complete Edition PS4 Xbox One Earth Atlas Atlantis Sorry PC My Little Writing Champion Nintendo Switch Planetside Arena PC Mages of Mistralia mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch Air Conflicts Collections Nintendo Switch Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy I read that as Crusted Mummy. Crusty Mummy. Crusty Mummy and Unworthy Nintendo Switch. Anything else you want to talk about this week? Nah, I'm just really excited about Resident Evil 2. I'm just picking it up. And I kind of want to play Kingdom Hearts 3, but I know I don't have time for it. Okay. Yeah. I want to play the uh, Kingdom Hearts where like, it's like multiplayer. Okay. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to show it to you afterwards. It was a lot of fun. It was on GameCube. Really? Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah, I'll show it to you after. You ready? You ready for it to be after? Yeah, let's. let's I want to check this out. Until next you. week, guys. Don't forget to check check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show, Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast, YouTube.com forward slash plug and play gamer. And until next week, don't forget to prime. <laughs>